Whether we like it or not, the COVID-19 virus is affecting tennis in a big way as tournaments get cancelled and travel becomes more and more difficult. Not only players have to adapt, but coaches also. Here are some ideas on how coaches can adapt to the current situation. Players everywhere are looking for ways to maintain their games until travel restrictions are lifted and tournaments are available again. As a coach, there is an opportunity here to provide tournament players with a safe training base until things get better. If you're looking to promote your training in your country, there are several themes that might be attractive to players. You could promote a tennis fitness package for two weeks so that players could work on their fitness base in preparation for when tournaments began again. Topics could include speed, court movement or strength. If you could reach out to three or four players at the same time to train with you, that would be of immense help to the players seeking solid practice sessions and lots of match play. Another option you could promote to players in your country is to have them come in and work on a particular stroke during their forced absence from competition. With all of this, it's important to remember that with the COVID-19 virus affecting players so much, it has also created a demand for your services because tournaments are out of the question at the moment. The return of serve is sometimes a difficult shot to add to practice sessions, but I think we all know how important it is in a match. It's probably one of the three most important shots as we play the point, along with the serve and the first ground stroke. Here's a simple return of serve format for you to use with your students in a future lesson. Firstly, start with two basic technical tips for the players. My preferred tips for the return are for players to establish a contact foot, which is the foot they'll use to draw energy out of the ground and to help with timing the ball. My second tip is to reduce the swing to its bare minimum. Use the opponent's energy to rebound the ball rather than treat it like a ground stroke. The biggest difference between a return and a ground stroke is that a ground stroke needs a backswing and a follow through. On the return, you don't need either. Instead, you can use the power of the oncoming serve to draw all the power you need. Just make sure the student is firming their hand on contact so that you're getting sufficient rebound. This type of knowledge is best given to the students verbally first. Then do a demo for them so they can see what you mean. Next, create a drill that allows them to hit lots of returns so they have a chance to work on it. A good drill for this is what I call the combination drill. I'll explain. If you have three to six players in the return of serve lesson, have one of the players return and the remaining players take turns at serving to a specific target, either the returner's forehand or backhand side. Monitor the returner constantly, giving feedback on the two tips you gave them in the beginning. Avoid adding unrelated advice. Stick to the two tips. Stick to those two topics and try not to overload the student with other information. This is a key to effective coaching on any topic. Stay on topic and don't allow yourself to spread your advice to other faults you may see. Change the player returning so that everybody gets a turn to return. You may want to do two rotations of the group if you want to spend more time working on the return. 
For the last step of your return of serve lesson, have the players play points, perhaps tie breaks, so that you can comment on the return during the completion of each tie break. Playing points is really important when you're teaching any stroke or concept. You're putting the new stroke under pressure, something that is needed when they are in matches later and wanting the return of serve to hold up. Don't be afraid to repeat this return of serve lesson often. You may want to make it the theme for the month and have players repeat it often, giving them the opportunity to work on it and improve it in each session. I've been talking a lot lately about how important I think it is to include strategy in everything you do technically. My belief is that any stroke you teach should be accompanied by a strategy behind it, how it applies within a point, how can it be utilized in matches. I'm really big on not teaching technique in isolation. Recently, I wrote an article on my impressions at an ITFJ1 event I visited. The theme of the article was basically that the level at this junior event was really high. Technique was very good, fitness levels were exceptional, and players were mentally tough. However, I saw very little strategic ability. Players were void of strategies specifically for their opponents, even though in some cases matches could have been won with slight changes to the way they were playing. In my opinion, one day strategy will be like fitness. It will be an equal part of every player's daily training. It's just going to take some time before tennis centers around the world catch on. Currently, strategy is taught quite late in a player's development. It's tagged on the end once the player has begun to compete at a high level already. My hope is that one day strategy will begin from the very first lesson. That's it for this week. I hope this week's podcast has given you some food for thought. I'll be back next week with more on the Tennis Coach's Notebook.